0: This episode of the Chapter Next podcast is being brought to you by our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service. Recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. Pump 5 delivers quality car service directly to our members' cars. Do you hate going to the gas station? Our specially trained service providers will bring the gas directly to your car. Do you have no time to have your car detailed? Do you need tire services? Our members use our app to have our service providers bring their skills directly to their cars wherever their car is parked. So how does your morning look? Do you have to take the kids to school? Do you have to get up at ungodly hours to go to work? Are you desperately missing those last 20 minutes of sleep because you know you told yourself the night before that you had to go to the gas station? Well, our members enjoy a life where they can just get up, walk outside, get into their freshly cleaned, full tank cars, and go about their day. We want you to be able to enjoy that too. So... Be sure to check our website at wwwpump 5 That's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E dot com. Welcome to the Chapter Next podcast. I am Talithia Thompson. I'm a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, and right now I'm just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life. On purpose. Good morning, everybody. Thank you very much for coming again to listen to my podcast here at the Chapter Next. And I hope y'all have been having as much fun as I have. <laughs> I just, this podcasting thing is like the job that I should have been doing for years, in addition to the others. But this is definitely something that should have been a part of my sphere of tasks that I do every day. So, Thank you very much for coming. I do want to let you know that today we'll be discussing self-discipline or becoming self-discipline. Now, I do want to add as a disclaimer before we get started, nothing about this is coming from a place of I have arrived. Let's not be misunderstood here because I know I want to learn and grow in my life as far as how my self-discipline is. I've been doing a lot of research. I've been reading a lot of things. I've been talking to different people that seem to have a really good handle on certain aspects of it. And I am sharing with y'all what I am learning in hopes that we can all grow and learn together. So this is not Talithia letting y'all know from a place of arrival how wonderful life is being self-disciplined. This is not that. I want to be clear on that. This is is me letting y'all know I am working on this. I am researching it. I am becoming better and better at it every day. And I'm able to celebrate the ways that I have grown. And so I'm going to share with you what I'm learning. And I want y'all to feel free to Chime in and leave in the comments different ways that you've been working on becoming self disciplined and how you've become better as well. But yeah, don't be misunderstood here. This is not me letting you know this is how I was and this is how I am now as a wonderfully evolved self disciplined woman. What I am is uh, an evolving, (laughs) an evolving self disciplined woman. And I'm sharing with you all my journey. So, Let's just be sure to have that clear. So what I wanted to do was just let you know a little bit about what I have going on in this area and hopefully create a a conversation about like different stuff y'all are doing as well. So I'll start with what I thought was being self-disciplined. I feel like for most of my adult years, one, I'm pretty stubborn. So I would have this thing where if I was doing something or dealing with a certain person or dealing with a certain situation, once I got to the point where I didn't want to do that anymore stopping was not an issue for me. Like just being like, yeah, I won't do that no more. And so whether it was putting in notice to quit a job, not taking a class anymore, it's like I would suffer until the point where I got done. And if it was something that I no longer saw value in or no longer needed or could tell that my life was not necessarily being improved by me doing it anymore, if I couldn't convince myself that I needed it anymore, stopping it was not an issue. I'd say about maybe three years ago now, I'd gotten to the point in my life where I realized I really didn't enjoy eating meat anymore. Like my entire life, I was raised eating meat. And I noticed as I would make my plates that I would get to the point where I would have a lot of the vegetables and I would have the side items and I really didn't want the meat, but I was used to putting it on my plate. So then I got to the point where, okay, I'll make my plate and then I'll just put like a couple pieces of meat on just out of habit. And even then it dawned on me, like, why are you even, (laughs) why are you even grabbing that? So once I decided, it was like, I could tell I really just didn't want meat anymore. So I stopped eating it, like cold turkey. I don't know, from other folks that I've talked to from their experience, it was a process. Like they would kind of cut down in certain areas and then they would let it go. Well, for me, I was just like, yeah, I don't want it anymore. So I stopped, cold turkey. And it was cool because at the time I was like, I was amazed that I could. I was amazed that I could get to the point where I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And I just stopped eating it. And I was like, oh, look at that. Look at me with my self-disciplined self. And I just kind of stopped. <laughs> and then another example was just like different jobs that I would have. And you work the job and you've been there for a couple of years and you look around and you know you don't like it anymore. And I feel like I learned the things that I wanted to learn. So then I'm like, OK, yeah, I think I'm kind of done here. And then I would put a notice and then start planning to go to whatever the next thing was. And I always felt so good about that. Like, "Ooh, I must be really killing it as far as the self-discipline is concerned in this area. But what I realized since then is I don't think that's self-discipline. <laughs> like, deciding to no longer do something that doesn't really benefit me, I don't necessarily know if that's like self-discipline per se. I think it's something different. And I'll get back to that in a minute. So I mentioned in one of the previous episodes that I got to the point in my life where i started start asking myself, like, what do I want to do? What don't I want to do? What do I like? What don't I like? Right. So I'd say last year, I spent a good amount of time walking around just trying to figure out how I wanted my life to look. And I swear, y'all, I think I just got to the point to a degree where I just didn't feel like doing nothing. (laughs) So so I had to like, and I mean nothing. Like, I don't feel like getting up and going to work. Do these kids really need to eat? Do I really need to like take a shower? Like anything. I just didn't feel like doing anything. And it was funny because in the spirit of asking myself, what do I want? I got to the point where I was like, shoot, what do I want? (laughs) 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 And so then you like combine that with like a few really significant life changing bumps in the head, just really looking at my life and just seeing how much stuff I didn't like about it and how much stuff I didn't want to continue to go on and really not having a solution for what to do next. But knowing that if I was going to fix it, I was going to have to do it myself. And so then I swear to I want to call it like the all hell breaks loose aspect of my life because I was really at the point where I was like, nope, I don't want to do that. Nope, I don't want to do that. Nope, I don't want to do that. And I had a hard time like narrowing down, like just getting to the point where anything was something I wanted to do. Anything other than like sitting at home on the couch, watching TV and just chilling. And I mean, on one hand, yes, I think we all get to that point because you do need to get to the point in your life where you need to heal and you need to give yourself time to rest. and You need to work through things. But on the other hand, you can't have a normal, productive life sitting at home on your couch. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that was really interesting to me. And so the reason that is important is because I think in that time, like once I realized that I couldn't just stay there, like my life couldn't just revolve around me sitting on the couch was that was when I learned what it meant to have to actually discipline myself. You know what I mean? So getting to the point where I was like doing something that I didn't really want to do anymore and it wasn't working for me and then just stopping that, I don't necessarily know. That might have been self-care, but it certainly wasn't self-discipline. Like even getting to the point where I wasn't eating meat anymore, I didn't want it anymore. So I didn't have to necessarily discipline myself to do something different. So I think in that next season where I was like, where I just didn't really feel like doing anything, that's when I had to learn what it meant to like actually get myself in the habit of doing what needed to be done, figuring out what was going to happen and then coming up with a plan and executing that plan based on what needed to be done, not necessarily what I felt like doing. And thank God for that because I sure didn't feel like doing nothing, like for real, but I remember listening to Et the Hip Hop Preacher Eric Thomas. I don't know if y'all listen to the Secret to Success podcast. I had mentioned that before, but one of the things he had mentioned on there was the whole idea of getting comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable. So you and your body getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, and that's one of those things where you hear somebody say it and you're like, I don't know, my spirit and my mind were like, yeah, and my body was like, I. Ain't. <laughs> we don't like this uncomfortable thing, and so. That is like where the rubber meets the road. You look at this thing that you need to do, these things that you have to go do in order to make your life look the way you want it to. But then all this other stuff that you have to do in the meantime that you may not necessarily want to do to get it looking that way. And so that is, I think, the difference. Just going from, I don't know, I think it's a slight difference, but it's important. Just going from the whole idea of, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore because I don't want to. Two, okay, in order for me to get to the life I want to get to, these are the things I'm going to have to do when they need to be done, not necessarily when I feel like doing them. So that's what got me to the next train of thought, right? So there's no way to make everything fun, which would really be nice. If you think of all the different tasks that you have and the things you can do, if, if there was a way for me to figure out how to make it all fun and relaxing and done and feel like doing it every time it absolutely had to be done, that would be wonderful. And that That is the next thing I'd be trying to offer to y'all because that's life changing. But life doesn't work that way. But what I did figure out is I don't have to suffer quite so much either. Like, think about it. If you like kind of look at your life and there's, there's things that we have to deal with, right? There's no way around that. Like making yourself have to go to work. You have to go to work. You have to earn money. You have to do something to make a living, to take care of responsibilities. But do you have to work 50, 60 hours a week? Like, do you have to go to this job that you hate? Like most of us, you'll have like coworkers that are literally people that you would not even find yourself in the same space with if y'all didn't have the same job. Like there is no way you spend any time sitting next to these folks, talking to these folks with them in your space and you in theirs. If y'all didn't work for the same folks, like you just wouldn't do it. <laughs> and that is also a part like, do you have to work at that job with those people? And the reason that's important is because every minute that you spend in that situation, you have to decide, okay, is this something that'll help me or is this something that's hurting me, right? Is it something that's good for your mind? Is it something that's contributing to your health? Is your life better because of it? Because if it's not, if it's something that's robbing you of that basic joy and that basic peace that you need to have in your space, in your spirit, then best believe it's affecting everything else in your life. Like, if you think getting to Sunday evening And just all of a sudden having a whole cloud fall all over just everything in your space and everything in your mind because you know you have to go to work Monday morning. If you think that's the norm, then think again, honey, it's not. That does not have to be your life. You do not have to go back to that job. You do not have to go back and be near those people. You don't have to be sacrificing your health, your time, honestly, which is seriously just invaluable, and just your whole demeanor to get to this end, to get to the point where you do have some kind of money and you can take care of your people. Like you can take care of your responsibilities. You do have options because the truth is weekends are just not enough. If you're getting a Friday and you want to sit back and come home and relax because thank God it's Friday. Well, guess what? Monday is coming. (laughs) So the goal is to something that I would like to encourage you to do is to kind of get your life to the point where You aren't as happy about Friday being there as you are unhappy about Sunday being there because there is a happy medium and you can do it. It is something that you can do to be able to take care of yourself. You can change your life. If you aren't at the point now already where that's something that you've been thinking about or if you just look at it and I think another part of it is like nobody really wants to stay at jobs that they hate. Nobody really wants to stay in these businesses that they may have built that they hate. Nobody wants to stay... In these situations that they don't like, but the whole idea of trying to find something else, trying to move on to something else, trying to build something else, taking these steps to go towards the life you want. With all the fears that you hold on to, with all the doubt that you have in there, with all the questions, even just wondering, okay, will it even be worth it? Will it even work out for me? I think that's just enough to get you feeling overwhelmed, just enough, just long enough for you to look around and the years have passed and you still haven't done anything to make things different. And that's what I'd like to encourage you to shake off, okay? Rather than focusing on all the stuff that could go wrong, all the things that could not work and all the feelings that you'll have when the folks around you are like, see, that's why you didn't need to stop anyway. That's energy. Energy is valuable focus and it's something that you can use to like turn and go towards building the life that you want. You can do it. I was talking the other day to this lady who owns real estate. And it's funny because, I don't know, to some people, Like, I don't think the whole idea of owning real estate is all that elusive. I just think it's easy to focus on the things that you either don't want to do or ways that it's not for you. But follow me here for a second. This particular lady, she owns four eight family units. So four eight family buildings. So she owns the buildings. Obviously, that's 32 tenants, right? And initially, your thought will be like, "Uh, the last thing I want to be doing is talking to 32 people about fixing 32 toilets under any circumstances. And you know what? I'm with you. I completely agree. But what she does is she owns these buildings. She has a management company. The rent from the tenants pays her management company and pays her. And she is fully able to like literally live at home, (laughs) enjoying her life with the profits that she has left over after the management company is paid to pay for her lifestyle. And I mean, she still makes like five figures. like That's how much she brings home after her management company is paid. And that's how much she brings home every month. So then what is her job, you ask? (laughs) Right now, she spends a lot of times volunteering. She's one of those people that will go to the hospital and cuddle with the babies during the day. So that's not even a job that pays. (laughs) You know what I mean? I remember reading an article about that a little while ago about how hospitals were looking for volunteers to come and cuddle with the babies that are either in the NICU or they may have some type of health issue. And their parents can't be there all day. And my first thought was, how can people even afford to do that? Well, that's how she figured it out. The lady literally, and she does it in her own time. She only schedules, I think it's like 10 or 15 hours a week where she'll go and she'll sit in a rocking chair in a quiet room and cuddle with a baby, y'all. And babies may not be your jam. Your jam may be anything else. You may want a garden. You may want to travel. You may want to sit somewhere and stare at the water, <laughs> at the lake, whatever it is. Because of the investments that she's made, what rocks is, one, because they're assets, just even the tax benefits for her are different. So she doesn't have to pay as much because she doesn't have a job. She doesn't have to pay income taxes. She has all these different tax breaks because she owns the assets. But she also has this income that is more than enough to pay for her life. And she can totally spend her life doing that for like the next however long she wants to. Because once she's gone, she can actually will those assets to her children. So. The moral of the story is there's a way. If what you want to do is change your life, whether you know what you want to do or whether you don't, what you have to do at this point is get busy setting up your life so that you do give yourself the freedom to spend time thinking about what it is you want to do next. So that's where the self discipline part comes in, right? One other thing I wanted to mention was I was also able to talk to another lady. She's a Lyft driver in the area, and she works about 30 hours a week, y'all, driving Lyft. The hours are flexible. She'll get out in the morning and she'll drive and then she'll go out like Friday, Saturday night and she'll drive. But she works about 30 hours a week and she makes about $1,000 a week driving Lyft. Now, I talk about Lyft all the time. That's something that I've been doing on the side as I built my business. I know quite a few of the folks that do it. But I think because it's a part of this gig economy, people look at it as something that's not as affluent or not as, (laughs) I don't know, it doesn't have as much status to say like, going to work at a job 45, 50 hours a week that you hate. But do you make $1,000 a week at that job? (laughs) I mean, and the moral of the story here isn't go out and drive, live. The moral of the story is you have options. There are other things that you can do that will give you the money that you need and free up the time that you need to actually spend time thinking about what it is and what you want to build in your life. So give yourself some time to think. It'll give you some time to think and process whatever it is you want to do next. So. That is what that is. That's my challenge to you. There are options out here so you can figure out ways to earn the money that you need to and also give you the time that you need to, to sit down and decide what it is you really want to do. And then once you get to that point, you can put that plan into action. And honestly, the self-discipline part comes in there too. Because once you listen to what comes through, like what you actually get, then you can kind of use more things in your life actually working towards those things. And what you'll find is then it doesn't feel like work. When you're working towards building something that you love, building something that you want to do, going after something that you really want to do, I'm not saying it's easy because it's not, but it feels different. You don't have this big, heavy weight that you're carrying around. And once you accomplish it, and once you're able to kind of look at yourself and see, man, I did it, then Moving on to the next thing, and just changing your whole life just turns into something that you can't accomplish. and that is what I wish for all of y'all. So spend some time thinking about it. When I was at that point where I was like, I didn't necessarily want to do anything, <laughs> one of the things that stuck out to me most was seeing myself acting in a way that I didn't feel was like me. I was just under the impression that I'm usually so self-disciplined. I'm usually so good at that. And what's funny is, like as I look back at it, there were some areas where I was, but there were other areas where I really wasn't. <laughs> but In this particular situation, I was grateful because in seeing what I needed to work for, I gave myself the time to kind of decide what I did want. You know what I mean? Just a life that I feel joyful in. And it may not necessarily be peaceful, but but I'm happy and I feel good about the direction it's taking. I want to be healthy. I want to have a successful business. I want my finances to look exactly the way I have planned for them to look. I want to get good time with my family, travel with my girls and go places and be able to like give back and build just different things in my community that that have been on my heart for years but that now are like they just seem so tangible. And it's funny because when you are in a situation where you're not really finding a job and you're not really finding so much in your life, the whole idea of adding extra things just feels overwhelming. But once you get to the point where you've realized okay, I just need to sit down pray and plan and execute this thing out, then all of a sudden everything does seem possible. It does seem like something that you can accomplish. So that's why it's important that you start taking the steps you need in order to get to that point in your life. All right, so at this time, we'd like to give a special shout out to our title sponsor, Pump 5 Fuel Delivery Service, for delivering quality car service directly to our members. Our members don't go to the gas station, Our members don't have to worry about taking their car to have it detailed and leaving it there all day. And our members also don't have to worry about having to plan a special trip in their busy lives just to go and have their tires taken care of. They use our company app to schedule all those services at their convenience. And our specially trained providers will bring those services directly to their car. We deliver gas on site, we provide tire service on site, and we also provide auto detailing at our members convenience. So how does your life look? Do you have any extra time specifically to set aside for anything extra that also includes having your car taken care of? Our Pump 5 members don't, and they don't have to. So be sure to look into Pump 5. That's www.pump5.com. That's P-U-M-P-F-I-V-E.com. So our service providers can deliver our services directly to your car. Pump 5 is recorded and produced by our friends at Podcast Town. That is www.podcasttown.com. Be sure to check them out for all your podcasting needs. Thank you very much. So what do you want? you know what I mean? And I'm here again, I'm not saying it like it's easy because it's not, but it is simple. And the thing is, in order for you to get it, the first thing you have to realize is all a mind game. Everything that you are going after, that you are wanting to build, that you are stepping towards or not stepping forward, it's really all a mind game. One of the books that I read recently, and actually I mentioned it a lot, You Are a Badass by Jen Cheryl. One of the things she kind of talks about early on is how if you're like sitting on your porch and you can smell something stinky, right? And so you blame the dog. You need to remove the trash. Do you need to paint the porch? There's different things that you may need to do to make the porch smell better. But then upon looking at your porch, you realize that there's a desk under there. So in order for you to be able to sit on your porch and not have stuff be smelly, you have to deal with the underlying issue there, which is the desk gunk. And this is how things work out for you when it comes to the mind game for fixing the things that you want in your life. You have to get to the point where, in your mind, you've realized that you can do it, that you deserve it and that you better do it because saving you and changing your life is going to have to come from you. But the beautiful thing about that is once you get there, everything else here again, it doesn't come easy, but the hurdle of like just getting the energy to do it, that no longer is a hurdle for you. It's just something that you've got your plan set and you're focused on that. So you're moving through your life to accomplish the things that you want to. And that's the switch. Once you kind of get to the point where you realize, okay, I want this thing, but I can do it and I deserve it. Everything else just becomes a part of making that plan happen. And it feels different. It does. It feels different because that whole spirit is what is motivating you to take the next step and to reach out to the next people and to do what you need to do to build your life the way you wanted to. So one of the things that you've got to start doing as you are building your life in this way and it's probably because in some ways you haven't been, is you've got to keep your word to yourself. Be careful about what you commit to, okay? To others, but definitely to yourself. Like, are you in a situation where, and the reason I get it is because, I mean, I was doing the same thing where you get used to seeing yourself tired. You get used to seeing yourself doing something and then the doubts come in and then, The doubts come from yourself and then other people around you are doubting what you're doing. And because you were questioning already, you didn't necessarily have a rebuttal. You didn't know. And so you quit or you lose steam or you try something else. But all of this is coming from you being in a situation where you've gotten yourself used to seeing you quit. You've gotten yourself used to seeing you give up on yourself. Well, look, that has to change today. Like today, this has got to be the last day that you make that okay for you, okay? Be careful about what you commit to to others because you want to keep your word. You want to make it so that like everything in your whole mind shifts to adding this extra thing on that you've committed to because you heard yourself commit to it. But more importantly, you've got to keep your word to yourself. So if you're telling yourself, okay, look, I'm going to do this intermittent fasting. I'm not going to eat after eight o'clock. At 8.15, when your brain starts looking around the house and it sees the cookies sitting on the counter or the cake that you know is in the fridge, that's the time where you have to activate the things that you put in place to protect you. And that's when you need to start talking back to that voice out loud. No, I gave my word to myself. I told us we wasn't eating after eight o'clock. So those cookies will be there tomorrow or whatever it is that you need to do. But you need to make it so that your will, your resolve, your determination to keep your word Yourself surpasses everything. And even if that means deciding early on, okay, this is what I want to do, this is how I'm going to do it. And if this situation comes up, this is how I'm going to respond to it. Whatever it is you need to do, but keeping your word to yourself, it has got to start there because you see you, you hear you, and you watch you more than anybody else. And so much that when you get to the point where you'll want to do something, And if you're at the point now where you want to do something and you're telling yourself, I can't do it, it's from years of watching yourself quit. It's from years of you watching yourself walk away from things. So that's why, like I said, that has to end today. Keep your word to yourself. Keep your word to others and be careful about what you commit to. Pay attention. Don't let yourself get in the habit of doing just people ask you to do stuff and you just say yes right off the cuff. Like that's not necessarily something you want to do either. I was talking to my business coach, who, I mean, she just actually passed a few months ago, and I miss her every day. But one of the bits of advice that she gave me that was literally life-changing, her name was Cheryl Mitchell, y'all. If you ever get a chance to research her and look into the lives of the people that she's changed, it's really life-changing. So I pray she's resting and at peace and sending out my condolences to her family. But back on track here. One of the things she had told me was I was trying to decide whether or not I wanted to do something. And she was like, look, if it's not an automatic yes, then it's no. And the fact that things were that black and white didn't really make sense to me. Like, my brain tends to come up with eight million options for why and why not and how things will work. And so just the whole idea, like, look, if it's not an automatic yes, then no. For instance, if somebody calls me and they're like, hey, Talithia, I got an extra one million dollars. Would you like it? I'd be like, yeah, thank you. And that's not even something I have to think about. But in this particular situation, I could hear myself talking me into it. Well, I could use it and I may need to handle things a certain way. And she was like, look, if it's not an automatic yes, then it's a no. And that has been life changing for me. So I'd like to encourage you to adopt that as well. Just when people ask you if you want to do something, if your brain is like, Lord, I'm tired. I don't want to do it. And you have all these reasons why you don't want to. Then odds are for you in that situation, it's a no. So spend some time practicing that. And don't let yourself go back on it. It may be one of those things where later on you feel bad and you want to change your mind and you're like, yeah, you know what? I do have the time. I can commit to it. I think that's a little different than being in a situation where you're like, yeah, I'll do it. And then you mad at yourself for the next two or three weeks until it actually happens because you agreed to do something else knowing your plate was already full. So hang on to that. I think that's one of the things that's definitely been helping me. It's like one of those things where you just get in these different situations and it's so easy to try to do everything. And if it's not something that's on your schedule, if it's not something that you plan to have for, if it's not something that you can 100% get behind supporting, then you have to get to the point where you don't necessarily feel bad about being like, you know what, this is just not something that'll work for me at this time. And letting people know that that may not be an area where you can help. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think in those situations, like the times when you will want to eat after 8 o'clock when you started fasting, or the times when you've agreed to do something and then you're sitting at home talking to yourself and getting up and getting off the couch and going to do it because you didn't want to do it anyway. I just think that's one of those things where you have to convince yourself that, okay, what did I agree to? What did I commit to myself for? And making yourself understand that you don't have to do everything. You can't do everything. You are not meant to do everything. But the things that you've committed to yourself to doing Those are the things that you want to hang on to. Those are the things that you definitely want to make a part of who you are. So as you grow in self-discipline, you also grow in self-confidence because you do get to the point where when you start doubting yourself and doubting the things that you want to do, it's not even just, (laughs) can I do it? Will I be able to get this done? Because then your answers to those questions, even to yourself, are, yeah, I can. I actually did this before and I did it. And there's certain areas where you'll see where you may wish you had done things differently. You wish you'd handled them differently. But no, I did it. It actually went really well. And then you know from that point on that you can handle whatever this next thing is that you're presenting to yourself. The next thing I wanted to kind of address was the whole idea of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, which here again, I still feel like, yeah, no, skip that. But (laughs) what I don't want you to do is don't get comfortable watching yourself fail because there's discomfort in that too. Don't get comfortable feeling like, okay, I told myself I would eat this, but I see it now and I'm going to eat it. Because the feelings that you get after that, that discomfort is the one that you are doing to you. And that part of self-inflicted discomfort is just not necessary. You don't have to do that to yourself. If you make it through the day, that night, if you go to bed at 10 o'clock and you know you didn't eat anything after eight o'clock, the next morning when you wake up, you are able to remind yourself with confidence and with pride that, hey, I did it. And then you can continue to do it for the next day as long as you told yourself that you would. But don't let yourself get comfortable with watching you go back on your word to yourself and not do what you told yourself you would do. Okay, and then another thing that I found to be really helpful as far as like just making sure you keep your word to yourself is Mel Robbins suggested this five-second countdown thing. And it's one of those things where she's like, Okay, if, for instance, her example was like you wake up in the morning and you know one of your things is to consistently hit snooze. Alarm goes off, you hit snooze, alarm goes off, you hit snooze. And then 30 minutes later, you're still in bed and you haven't gotten up. And now you have to rush around and go throughout your day because you weren't able to start in a way that was self-disciplined. So what she'll do is she'll give herself a five second countdown. When the alarm goes off, she'll lay there and she'll count backwards. Five, four, three, two, one. But when you get to one, you have to act. You have to get up and do whatever you told yourself you would do. And honestly, it's funny. The first time I heard that, one of the things that I liked about it was even when you start to count, you're no longer focused on this. I don't feel like getting up. You're no longer focused on this one thing that you don't feel like doing anymore. It's almost like you're stopping your thought patterns and you're stopping your brain mid complaint, (laughs) whatever it was complaining about that you didn't feel like doing. Because now you're focusing on the numbers. So once you get to one, you're changing your action altogether. And it rocks. It rocks. Like you can apply this to everything, whether it's making a phone call you don't want to make or not eating something you don't want to eat or not letting yourself say exactly what crossed your mind when that person said whatever they said that they may have needed to say. (laughs) They may have wanted to say and you may have wanted to respond, but you know, doggone well, that that response just would have gotten you into more trouble. But that five second countdown. It stops your brain, like, make complaint. And then when you are able to act, you're retraining your body. So you're retraining your mind and you're getting you to the point where doing what you're supposed to be doing and acting in a way that is self-disciplined, like, that's a little more (laughs) rote. That's a little more automatic. And you get to the point where you build that habit, right? So now your habit is stopping your brain when it gets to the point where it's complaining or wanting to do whatever this thing is to actually acting in the way that you want to act in. And that by itself it's one of those things that it's small but it's life changing. So give it a try and let me know how it works for you. I know just for me, I feel like it's really helped me a lot in ways that like if I'm sitting at home and I'm sitting on the couch and I know I need to get up and go do something or whatever, or another thing is, well, I'll stick with this one for now. So if I'm sitting on the couch and I know I need to get up and say go out and pick up something or go out and run an errand and I don't feel like doing it, counting backwards it does help. And another thing that I was going to mention earlier was like getting myself in a situation where I'm sitting on the phone playing Facebook or scrolling through Facebook, knowing I got all kinds of stuff to do. (laughs) What's interesting to me is the minute I think to myself now to start counting down, to get myself off of Facebook and get up and get to doing whatever work I have to do, I don't even need to do the countdown anymore. (laughs) It's like it's dawned on me that I've been on Facebook five or 10 minutes longer than I needed to. And I definitely have other things that deserve that five or 10 minutes and I can get to work. So it does work. It has been working for me. So do a little research, try it a couple times and then let us know like either on Facebook or on Instagram or in the comments here, just how has that been working for you? So then my next suggestion to you. So, so far we've got keep your word to yourself, right? We want to be sure to do that. Not necessarily getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, but coming up with ways to not let yourself fall into whatever that act was that made you uncomfortable and made you doubt yourself, right? So that's the second thing. And then the next thing is start with something small. Pick one thing that you can do every day for the next 90 days. So whatever that thing is, you choose, okay? Make sure it's legal and moral and you're not doing harm to yourself or anybody else. But it could be like a 30-minute walk. You could stretch for 25 minutes, do an exercise video. You could decide to look in the mirror at yourself every day for five minutes and give yourself positive self-affirmations, talking to yourself and reminding yourself that you're awesome and that you're smart for five minutes. Whatever that is, pick one thing and for the next 90 days, do it. And then that in itself gets your brain in the habit of accomplishing specific tasks. And it's helping you to build those self-discipline muscles. The good thing about that is... One, it's something that's benefiting you, right? It's something that's good for your body and good for your mind to begin with, hopefully, whatever that thing is that you pick. But two, it helps you to have more confidence too because 30, 60, 90 days into it, you're like, look at me. I was able to accomplish this task. And then that's something that you can get better at. So go for that one and let us know how it works. Let us know what's the one thing that you picked and how it's going for you. My next suggestion to you is to journal. It's one of those things where it's like, A week, two weeks in, for most people, they're kind of able to stick with it, whatever that thing is that you pick, right? But at some point, you get to the point where you're like, oh, okay, I don't think I'll be able to do that today. And if you get yourself in the habit of journaling from the beginning, when those days come, when the days come where you're not doing it, first off, you look back at all these last few weeks when you did it successfully, but then you're able to like kind of really explore whatever it is going on in your life and in your mind, why you can't do it that day. And be honest with yourself do you just not feel like it? I mean, yeah, you might've been really busy, but if you had focused on getting yourself to the point where you actually worked on it, how would that look? Like, how would that have looked? How would you have been able to accomplish that? So keep that in mind and definitely journal for it. One of the things that I thought was really cool, I heard Josh Hatch mentioned it. He was also a guest on the Secret to Success podcast was, don't wait for the perfect moment. Take this moment and make it perfect. So in that, By that, what I mean is, if you are dealing with, say, that 13th, 14th day where you don't necessarily feel like doing whatever it is that you told yourself that you would do for the next 90 days, it's like, don't wait until you feel like doing it. You know what I mean? This moment right now is the one that you need to go ahead and use to make perfect and make yourself stay disciplined so you can move on to the next part of your life. So, one of the things I think that you'll be able to do is a year from now, when you look back at your journal, and you see that this was something that you told yourself you would do and you kept your word and you did it for 90 days, that'd be another one of those ways where you can just celebrate yourself and celebrate how you overcame and the day that you stopped letting you fail you, right? The day that you stopped looking at your life and allowed yourself to not keep your word to yourself anymore. And then you can celebrate other ways in your life that this has helped. Because trust me, once you work on this one thing in this one area and you get your mind behind keeping your word to yourself, and doing what you told yourself you would do, it will definitely affect other areas of your life positively in a way. And that is what we're all looking for. Growth and positive actions in our life. One of the things that I've been doing is I started with, it was a TikTok challenge that I saw. And it's something that I've been doing for 90 days. So what the challenge was, was it was, I guess, not even fitness, more like self-improvement. But the guy suggested we drink 100 ounces of water a day He said, pick a diet, any diet, just whatever you want and stick with that thing. Read some type of entrepreneurship or self-improvement book for 10 minutes a day. Then you have two 45-minute workouts. One of them has to be outside of your house and then take a progress picture every day. And so it's funny because overall, when I read it, I just felt like, oh, this is a good idea. And then the first couple of days, what happened to me may or may not have happened to you, but I was good with it. I'd say the first four or five days. And then like by day six, I was like, do I have to go outside? (laughs) And the things that I've suggested, like journaling and just the self-talk that I gave to myself, counting backwards from five, they have worked. Okay, so I'm not anywhere near done with the 90 days, y'all. I'm still working on this. In fact, I don't know, a month from now, I'll chime back in and let you know how it's going. But I do want to let you know that that is something that I'm doing for myself to kind of get myself in the habit of growing and being more self-confident and also being more self-disciplined and keeping my word to myself. So that is the challenge that I have for myself. You can pick one. I think one thing I did want to add to that was I'm not altogether certain how to handle TikTok. (laughs) Like, I don't feel like the videos are hard. I just feel like people are doing a lot more on there than I know how to do. So I'm also going to add that. I'm going to have myself chime in and do 10 to 15 minutes a day of doing some kind of TikTok video and figuring out how it works and just getting myself involved with TikTok as well. It looks fun. It looks like something that'll help. But I think it's also a way that it'll be able to help me to grow, I guess, as far as my social media presence. So look for me there, y'all. And we'll see how this goes. But feel free to comment there as well. So as I get ready to wrap up, I did want to let you guys know of a few awesome things that are kind of happening. If you have any questions at all or anything that you want me to discuss here on the podcast, feel free to email me the email address that we have is thrive at the chapter next podcast.com. So any questions that you have or comments or things or suggestions or anything that you even want me to address here on the podcast, feel free to send them in. I'll be happy to talk about them. Another thing that I've found recently is clarity. I don't know if you all have heard of that, but one of the things that I really rock at is coming up with solutions. And I don't know if it's just from a life of always <laughs> messing up so much that I needed them. Or if it's just a natural talent of mine. But one of the things I'm really good at is if we can sit down and kind of talk a little bit about things that you've got going on and you want to know what to do next, or you're looking for ways to solve problems, I rock at coming up with solutions and making suggestions. If you are thinking about starting a business, I can't give you all the information on what to do for a company that you've owned for 10, 20, 30 years. Like I can give you some solutions at, that, but my sweet spot is starting a business. I've done it quite a bit and I've got one that is running and that is doing what it needs to right now. So that's also something we can discuss. But if you've never heard of it, it's called Clarity. So the webpage is Clarity, C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot F-M. And you can find me on there. And if you want to submit any questions or set up a time to talk to me, we can chat about whatever it is that you might want some solutions or suggestions about. Now, there is a cost. It is about, I think it's $60 an hour. So it does cost money for us to actually be able to chat. I don't get all of that. Clarity takes, I want to say like $15 or $16 or something of it. And then I get the rest. Like the person that you're talking to actually gets the rest. And there's actually lots of awesome people on there that you can talk to. Arlen Hamilton is on there. That's who I've been trying to set up time with. And she's a venture capitalist. If you haven't heard of her, look her up. She's actually, her whole story is awesome. Her whole story will have you sitting back asking yourself, what am I waiting for? (laughs) So the sister literally started with being homeless and on food stamps and she's raised over thirty million dollars to be able to invest back into underrepresented and underestimated businesses. So I mean, if you get a chance, listen to her story. She's on there, all kinds of other people. But if you want to talk to me, feel free to look me up on Clarity. We can have a chat there and we can either I'll either discuss it on the podcast or if you don't want me to, I don't have to do that either. And lastly, are you interested in being a guest on the Chapter Next podcast? We have ladies that are awesome. And so far. <laughs> I've been inspired by every one of them, every one of them. And it's been wonderful to have them on. So if you know any women that are over 40 that are either deciding to make a significant pivot and change their life or have made a significant pivot and changed their life and went after whatever their dreams and goals were, and you think they'd be a great guest here, let us know. Reach out to us by email or Facebook or Instagram and just let us know that you or whomever this person is might be a great guest. I'd love to have them here. So that is pretty much it, y'all. Let's get busy going after being more self-confident and more self-disciplined in our lives. When you realize that the only thing or the only person really standing in your way is you have to get serious about making something else happen. You just, you have to do it. So keep your word to yourself, y'all. Don't get caught up there. Don't get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And unless you have a plan to overcome it and a plan to do what you need to, to be able to step in the direction of your life. Start with something small. Pick one thing and do it every day for 90 days. Let us know what that thing is and let us hold each other accountable. Journal it. Don't wait for the perfect moment. Take this moment and make it perfect. The next time you're sitting down and the last thing you want to do is talk yourself into getting up and going and doing whatever that one thing is that you know you need to do, make that moment perfect by completing it. And then going after taking care of the tasks that you promised yourself that you would do. And I believe that is it. So it's been nice talking to y'all again. Thank you very much for coming and listening to me at the Chapter Next podcast. And I hope to talk to you again. Thank you for coming. Have a good day. Hello, ladies. So if you'll remember one of the earlier episodes when I was sharing my experience with just transitioning from working full time for someone else and starting my own business as a business owner. One of the things that I was doing was I was a serial entrepreneur, meaning I was delivering just about everything. I was delivering people, packages, food, all kinds of stuff. But one of the experiences that stuck out to me the most was I was a driver for Lyft. I was an independent contractor for them. And I was also an independent contractor for DoorDash. And the reason I'm mentioning this to you is because I know one of the concerns people that are transitioning have is I just don't have enough money. I can't pay for this or I don't have any extra money in my world to do whatever this other thing is. And so I would like to encourage you to consider Lyft or DoorDash as a side hustle or just something to do on the side. So I'm going to post a link in the show notes. I know right now there's always different promotions that they're having. Right now, if you start driving in my area, you can get up to an $800 bonus for being a Lyft driver. Or if you want to deliver for DoorDash, they offer bonuses as well. So I'm going to include the links for both of those options in the show notes. Feel free to go and look them over, review them, and see if that's something that's interesting to you. If you decide to do it, great. Tell them to the sent you if you decide not to and that, that those things are not for you. Just do a little more research and see what different gigs or different like side jobs that you could do for a little extra money or to free up a little more time that may be available to you. So thank you all again for listening. I am Talithia Thompson, a mom, a grandma, a serial entrepreneur, just doing my best to make this next chapter of my life the best chapter of my life on purpose.